You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey kids, welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and uh, we are going to pick some fights today with David McGrath. He's returning to help me pick UFC London Saturday, March 16th, the O2 Arena. Uh, super excited. There's a lot of good fights on this. And I also need to give a shout out to the MMA Torch as well. Uh, for now, the podcast will be showing up on their live podcasting page and maybe some more writing later. I haven't done that in a while. So special thanks to Dave McGrath and Mike Hisco. And for those of you just listening to me for the first time on MMA Torch, you can find more about me on AaronSaysWhat.com. Click the MMA Fight Picks tab. And subscribe, or you can just keep listening the way you are. Either way you find me, I'm good. And if you're on Periscope, feel free to help us pick some fights tonight. And if you're on the YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. Man, that is enough. How are you doing, Dave? I'm great. Um, we still have intermittent patches of uh, ground coming up through the snow. Got a couple 50-degree days in a row, man. Spring's coming. My spirits are high. I'm ready to uh, make some really terrible MMA picks. Oh, yeah. Well, we can talk about that. Yeah, we made some good ones. We made some bad ones. Uh, my boys from Mizzou, uh, they were split one and one. And uh, whoops, I just <laughs> did the wrong image there. Ah! This is what happens when you record live, people. Anyway, those of you in the auto don't know. I just messed up my green screen. But uh, USA London, good fights. Um, what do you say we just dive on into it? Do it. And, you know, as Dave said before, don't place any bets on our picks. We're, we're terrible. <laughs> By God, we're entertaining we're as hell, so you listen. And <laughs> uh, I'm watching out for you Periscopers as well. We got lots of comments last time and lots of views. Thank you for the thousand views. That only happens every so often. And uh, it's because we're fantastic and you're fantastic. So first up, lightweight. Mark, okay, you got to help me with the pronunciation here. Mark Diakis versus Joe Duffy, and this is a weird, weird, weird <laughs> matchup because Mark, I believe, has lost three in a row. And then you got Joe yeah. Duffy, who I believe has won. Uh, sorry, he's only lost one to James Vick, and he won two before that. Um, this was a weird matchup. Is there some sort of short notice thing I didn't know? or? Uh, I believe it was taken short notice okay. to get Duffy on the card. Duffy is, of course, of... Uh, Conor McGregor fame when he tapped out McGregor ages ago. Um, yeah, it is a short notice fight. Okay. Well, let's take a look here at uh, Mark first. So his three uh, losses, uh, you know, way back July 2017, Dracar Noir close. I'm sorry, Dracar close. That was a bad joke. Uh, anyone from the 90s will remember Dracar Noir. Uh, loses Dave Great cologne. Great cologne. Uh, I'd, I'd wear it still if I could, but uh, wife hates it. All right, and Nazrat Hakparas. <laughs> okay, then you got Joe Duffy. Okay, this guy's been fighting killers. Lost to James Vick. Anyone could lose James Vick on any given day. Beats uh, Reza Medali. Beats Mitch Clark, who was no joke at the time. I think he retired Mitch Clark, actually. Loses to Dustin Poirier, in which was... That was a fight pass war. I believe that was on fight... No, it was UFC 195. But, yeah, 195. But yeah. that fight was on fight pass. I, I remember watching that. And that thing went all the way to the end. 
Uh, and they got, I mean, they both look gross after that. So, uh, you know, with all that, we could go way back to 2015. Because let's face it, I, I guess Joe Duffy hasn't been all that active. So, uh, I don't know who you got, man. I got, I got Duffy. I, I, I love the way Duffy fights. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to pretend even as deep as I am into MMA and my, uh, vast hard drive of obscure fighters to know a lot about my other than he's got a great red mohawk. Um, <laughs> I don't know a lot about the guy. Joe Duffy is a good fighter. Joe Duffy's yeah. not very active. We all remember no. when he tapped Conor McGregor out. He's a good commission artist. Um, he's a legit player. I wish he was more active. Um, he's getting a little bit up there in age, but I do expect him to win in London. I'm sure he'll have a lot of hometown fans behind him being uh, close to Ireland where Joe's yeah. from. Um, I expect Duffy to win and win easily. From what I'm, everything I've seen, I, I watched two uh, Mike Keith's fights in the lead up to our uh, podcast today. Um, I'm not overly impressed with him, and I'm always impressed with Joe Duffy. Yeah, uh, th- there's no way we're going to disagree on this. Strangely enough, though, Mark does have a win over Frankie Perez, and uh, but that was way the heck back in 2016. Other than that, uh, not that impressive. I had to go Joe Duffy as well. And I like Joe Duffy. I, I hope he gets a little momentum out of this deal, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, Conor McGregor has said before he'd like to avenge that loss. He just wants Joe to uh, climb up the rankings. You know, 155 is uh, not the division to uh, lag behind in. It's the most stacked division in the history of the UFC. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I'd like to see Joe climb up the rankings. Had 19 pro fights, he's 16 and 3. Listen, it's nothing to sneeze at. No, not at all. Uh, next up, uh, Arnold Allen and uh, Jordan Rinaldi. Arnold Allen. Tell me this is not a trip. He was born in 94. That that seems like that was yesterday for me. I think I'm a little older than you, but God dang, that's that's messed up. But uh, uh, he's only lost one time way back June 2014. Hasn't really fought any, many big names his last three wins. Mads Burnell, Makwan Arkamani, or, oh, Spider-Man, yeah. Makwan, he is, uh, he's no joke either. I haven't seen him in a while. And then uh, Yatsu uh, Yatsin Mitza. All right. Oh, man. Why don't they go do the tongue twisters on the names? I'll never know. But um, <laughs> Jordan, I mean, he beat Jason Knight. Jason Knight's no joke. I always say that. Loses Gregor Gillespie. I think everybody loses Gregor Gillespie right now. I think that is the most interesting fight for Khabib. Probably. I- Sorry, Al. Um, I don't know. He loses to Abel Trujillo. So, Trujillo, sorry. So it looks like he loses against the real, real top tier. And Arnold really hasn't been in that top tier. So what are you thinking? I actually think that Arnold is another fighter much like Duffy. If he got some more fights mm-hmm. and he just fought top guys, maybe we would know more about him in a deep featherweight division. Guys like him are at the very bottom tier of a very deep division that people don't know a lot about. I love Arnold Allen in this fight. I think a lot of people hopefully will watch this and take notice of the good young featherweights out there like this guy. I expect Arnold Allen to win. I'm not going to expound on Arnold Allen's career because no. I don't want to put your winners and viewers to sleep. But um, <laughs> he's an interesting fighter to watch, and I expect him to win on Saturday. 24 years old. That's insane. And uh, is this fight taking place at 145 or 155? I think I said it was... No, this fight is taking place at 145. Okay. Featherweight. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting. This will be interesting because... Uh, Arnold, Arnold Allen is a 145er. Yeah, because yeah, Jordan's not. Uh, 
he's uh, Jordan has fought at a lot of different weight classes. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I hate recording this on Wednesday sometimes because we never know what's going to happen in the weigh-in. So we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope they all make the wall. All right, this one I'm super excited for. Uh, probably more excited than the main event. Um, I like Volker Newsdemir, and I love Dominic Reyes. This guy, so do I. I don't understand why he's in the conversation, not in the conversation as much. As, I know, I know. I as know. much as Anthony Smith was, that. as much as uh, Santos is, crazy. He's a killer. Dominic Reyes is, outside of Johnny Walker and Tiago Santos, he's the most interesting matchup right now for John Jones. Yeah. 10-0, 29 years old, 76-inch reach. The guy's huge. Uh, excuse me, 77-inch reach. So his measurables are very comparable to John Jones. Yeah. Big guy, 205 pounds, obviously. Dominic Reyes has ripped through the UFC since coming in. Yep. Falcon Oldsmere, of course, is an old vet. Yeah. Um, he's lost some fights. He's won. He's, hey, listen, he's, he's, he's beaten Minka. Um, Vulcan surprises me often. I perennially sleep on Vulcan. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see young fighters lose to KG veterans early in their career. Even though Vulcan is 29, much like Dominic, mm-hmm. he's had 18 fights. He's had a lot of fights. He's got a lot of mileage on his body. Dominic Reyes has a chance to really make a statement by knocking out Vulcan and then calling out John Jones, maybe Tiago Santos. Maybe he calls out, you know, Alexander Gustafson, yeah. Anthony Smith. Um, maybe he calls out Johnny Walker. Wouldn't we love to see Dominic Reyes and Johnny Walker? Yeah, I would love it. I would love it. I, I'm not told. I love Johnny Walker. I'm not totally sold on him yet. I want to see him fight someone in the top three. I wish that uh, the Gustafson fight was going to happen, but I think Gustafson's got something else lined up now. Um, yeah, he's going to fight uh, Lionheart Smith. It looks like they're oh, going to do it in, in Stockholm. Right. And then the other thing is, too, who else just got a big fight? Um, oh, Luke Rockhold and Corey Anderson may be happening. I saw that, and uh, that's a tough fight for Rockhold coming up to 205 and having Corey Anderson welcome him. Yeah, I think I said a couple ago he'd be the perfect guy, but Rockhold better be careful. He didn't have a lot of luck at 185 towards the end, and now he's no. stepping up to people. The 205 division is, again, guys like Dominic Reyes at the yeah. lower half or 10 and 0. Much like featherweight, it's a deep division. It's a deeper division than people think. Well, he's hoping to, you know, he's hoping he's going to have the luck of Anthony Smith and Tiago Santos, and uh, you know who moved up as well. We'll see. I don't know. I'm tired of guessing what happens when these guys move up in weight. You know, because sometimes I'm really right and sometimes I'm really wrong. Look how look how Johnny Hendricks looked. I was going to say, look how Johnny Hendricks looked. You know, against like Tim Bosch. You know, Johnny looked tiny. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Johnny was a big welterweight who obviously, you know, did a lot of drugs and, uh, <laughs> and uh, a lot of prohibited drugs and, and failed drug tests. But you're right. At 170, Johnny was a, a monster who yeah. a lot of people uh, hung an L on George St. Pierre. So, no, great reference. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So I think we're going to have to make a pick here. I like Volkan Uzdemir. I like to watch him fight. He doesn't beat anyone in the top four at the 205-pound division ever. And then yeah. I... I think Reyes is a killer. I think we're probably. I love agreeing. Dominic. I love him in this fight. Yeah, I expect him to make a big call out, and on Sunday morning, Monday morning, we're talking about Dominic Reyes and yes, next next in line. You know what I really want to see? I want to see an eliminator. I want to see an eliminator between him and, and Tiago Santos. That would be great. Listen, both of them can claim 
that they're the next guy in line. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's time for John Jones to sit back a little bit. He's fought twice in the past five, yeah. six months. Very uncommon for a champion. Usually doesn't happen. John's been very active. Good for him. Yeah. He needs to make up some time clearly. So you're right. Maybe we do need to have an eliminator, a main event somewhere over the summer on ESPN between Reyes and Tiago Santos. I'm all in on that. Uh, you know what? And Stipe needs a fight. Let's see how John does it a heavyweight against the number one guy. Because I don't think I don't think Cormier wants to fight him at heavyweight anytime soon. I don't think he wants to fight Cormier at heavyweight anytime soon. So, and I take that I back. Cormier may what, want to. Go ahead. What you end up seeing happen is you're right. Stipe needs to take a fight. He's getting in danger of getting the division passed by him. Um, yeah, John Jones and Stipe would be interesting. I think it probably we will be more like Stipe and Francis and Ganu again. Yeah, or maybe Stipe and JDS again. Why would you take a fight against Ngannou unless there was not a title on the line? You know, why risk that? Yeah. Crazy. It's true. And I would say I actually watched their first fight from about seven yeah. rows away. And, and I'm telling you, Ngano was putting shots in his face early in the fight. He was very, very close yeah. to finishing the fight. And then Stipe switched up and started wrestling him. And, of course, we know what happened. But yeah. Francis is one of the most scary human beings on planet Earth. Uh, Francis has the touch of death, basically. Yes. All right, next but up. Again, it's okay, a, sorry. It's go ahead. A, it's a, go ahead. It's a puzzle. I mean, where do these guys all fit? I mean, Francis deserves a title shot right now. We know uh, Michael Bisping said this morning, and I'm sure we'll get to it later, that um, you know he was talking to Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard, and he said Brock Lesnar is next. So now Brock Lesnar is going to leapfrog everybody mm-hmm. and get a title. It uh, just doesn't make sense, but go ahead. No, I, I, I agree with you. I was just going to go on to the next uh, deal, but a lot, a lot of course. crazy stuff going on. And you know what, kids? If you want to hear us talk about the crazy stuff, I'm going to be hopping on over on uh, – Dave's podcast here in a little bit, and we'll cover all that. So make sure you go to MMATorch.com and check that out here in the next day or two. Uh, next up, Leon Edwards against Gunnar Nelson. And let me tell you something, man. I can't unsee his aerobic video or yoga or whatever that is. I, I just came across on Twitter. Have you seen that? I saw it many times. Oh. It actually endeared Big Gunner. Um Number one, I will always love Gunnar Nelson because he has the same name as five-year-old son. I will always root for Gunnar. Um, I love him in this fight, although people sleep on Leon Edwards. I've been a fan of his career. In no way, shape, or form am I trying to undersell a guy who's had a very good career at welterweight. Um, I think Gunnar is making another run, though. Got hurt. He's gone for a while. That aerobic video and meet to him. I found that to be so funny, and I, I love his fight style. I love the way he acts. I love his whole deal. I'm a Gunnar Nelson guy. Yeah, it was hilarious. I, I can't, like I said, though, I can't unsee it. I don't, I, but it, it was amazing. Clearly, uh, he, you know what? He's doing some alternative stuff, and uh, if it's keeping him healthy, more power to him. Leon Edwards, um, he last beat Donald Cerrone, who never really belonged at 170. He's probably a 155 or 165. <laughs> Pounder, yeah. unfortunately, there is no 165 pound. He's got a win over Peter Sabata, Brian Barberina. I like Brian Barberina. I think he's underrated. Uh, Vincent Luque. I mean, he hasn't lost since Usman. I mean, we all know right. Usman. But then that was way back in December. So Leon ain't no joke. And then you got Gunnar. I think he was fighting hurt a lot. Uh, you know, he really put on Alex Oliveira. I, I thought Alex was going to win that just. I don't know why. I don't know why I picked him. I, sh- I should have never picked him. Uh, he loses yeah. to Santiago Ponsonibio. That guy's no joke. Anyone can get knocked out by him on any given day. 
But he's got some good wins too. Alan Jabain, Albert Tumanoff. I, I would like to see Gunnar win this and call out Damian Maya for a rematch. I don't want to see Damian Maya and Diego Sanchez ever, ever. <laughs> um, well, I think you notice a lot with Gunnar too now is that he's changed over to, uh, he's now in SBG Ireland. Yeah. When you watch him fight, he's sort of got that style that's deep rooted in karate, much like, you know, you put him and Conor McGregor next to each other, their fight styles look a lot alike. You watch Gunnar and it's like, wow, it's that sidestep. Uh, deep-rooted karate style, very quick hands, quick yeah. feet, uh, submission artist. You saw what he did to Alex Oliveira. Like you said, Alex Oliveira is a killer. He is. Uh, that's not a bad pick. That's not a bad pick, picking Alex Oliveira. And that fight was stopped because his head literally exploded with blood and it was one of the nastiest <laughs> scenes you'll ever see in an MMA fight. So. That was bad. Um, Gunnar Nelson's no joke. He's just got to stay healthy, man. Yeah, he does. And, you know, maybe it's the hot yoga that's going to do it for him. I, I got... I like Gunnar. I think I'm going to go with Leon Edwards on this deal. Uh, I know it's a feeling I have, and if if Gunnar wins this, I'm never going to pick against him again. <laughs> we'll see. Interesting. Uh, all right, this fight I think we'll agree on this one as well. Darren Till against Georgia Mostaval. Man, Darren Till is a killer, except for uh, when he fights Tyron. I guess, and he could have took it to Tyron. You know, it it could have been a quick and easy, but Tyron got him first. Against Georgia Mosteval. Man, Darren Till. Sorry about that, Aaron. Go ahead. Oh, you fed back on me there. That was you. Okay. I was getting nervous. I was about to. No, I actually was updating my Twitter and I fell on you. Oh, the. uh, Got it. Help a watching. Go ahead. Get off that Twitter. We got some feedback. All right. Goat Math Gorder. Goatmouth Gordy here is commenting on your jokes. He thinks you're a funny guy. Oh, here he goes. He keeps going. George A. will work them. All right. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Because I, I got a different theory on that deal. Um, he really only ever lost to Tyron Woodley. I don't think he beat Stephen Thompson, but it will it will show on the win-loss record that he did. And you got Masvidal. Same deal. You know, I don't think he belongs at welterweight. I don't think he belongs at lightweight. But here you are. And he's fighting these bigger, bigger guys. And we see what happens when he fights the top tier, Stephen Thompson, Damian Maya. You know, he got decision. But like I said, you know, that he fought him ugly. He fought them both ugly. Um, Maya was just a little too much for him. Beats Don Cerrone, which really surprised me. But again, that was like two lightweights who didn't cut weight. Beats Jake Ellenberger. Beats Ross Pearson back when he was a lightweight. Um, loses to Ally Quinta at lightweight. And that's... You know, that's pretty common because I was the greatest ever. Uh, <laughs> man, I don't know. What are you thinking, bud? Um, I'm going to disagree with you on so many points there. God. Darren Till is on a two-fight losing streak. Um, the last fight he did was he beat up Donald Cerrone. Let's be real about one thing with Darren Till's career. Number one, he's a 205er fighting at 170. <laughs> he's an absolutely massive yeah. human being. Just go back and look at UFC Fight Night London against Cerrone. It was like a man versus a child um, <laughs> and the difference in size. And then he lost to Wonderboy Thompson. If that fight is anywhere other than London, he loses that fight. Go back and watch that fight, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I told you I thought I, I told you I thought he lost that. It's just going to show up as a win for him, you know, no matter what, when you look back in history. I agree with you. I think he lost that fight as well. I mean, he was just completely out, outstruck, outclassed. His, his, his ground game is, is, is zero. 
Uh, not to quote Khabib, but it's true. Um, uh, obviously, Tyron Woodley completely outclassed him uh, on the ground, and it was an easy dodge choke that any jiu-jitsu white belt could see from a right. mile away. Um, he was a little tentative against Tyron, too. It just didn't seem like he wanted to, to move forward and land the shot in fear of that right hand. Right. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Jorge Masvidal uh, is a cardio monster. He's a very good wrestler. He's a decent striker. I like the game-bred fighter, man. I like him. I like him a lot. I think uh, Darren's too big, too strong, too long. If he makes weight, I think he's going to be a little too much for Masvidal. But I hope I'm wrong. I, I'm rooting for him. And if he doesn't make weight, I don't. I I, I I withdraw my pick. I don't even care what happens. He needs to make weight. True, true. He needs to make weight, and hopefully, he's doing something different now. Obviously, he didn't make weight against Wonder Boy. No, he did make weight with Tyron Woodley. I think it uh, in a championship fight. And if he doesn't make weight, you're right. It's, it's somebody needs to force him to fight at at least 185. I know he's mentioned before he's scared of Yoel Romero. Yeah, he's literally come out and said that. Um, or fight at 205 because really 185ers walk around at 205, 200. It really that's the place for Darren Till, in my opinion, is the light heavyweight division. But his game is just so. I'm trying to look for the word rudimentary. Until I think he's he's very incomplete. Yeah, rudimentary is my is my uh, is my call on that deal. Yep, he's got the raw skills. He's mm-hmm. a very good interview. You listen to the guy, you want to root for him. Yeah, you absolutely want to root for him. The place is going to be so hot for him in London. It is. It was the last time. Um, I just think that Masvidal, even when his fight versus Nick Diaz was booked, I was like, wow, that's a very tough fight for Nick to come back on. People sleep on Masvidal. I expect him to beat Darren Till, and I wouldn't even be surprised if he finished him. Wow, that is bold. Uh, Goat Mouth Gordy says, uh, Masvidal with a knockout in the second. All right, buddy. Thanks for playing. All right, Gordy. But, uh, you know, I'm glad Dave paid you to come on. Anyway, uh, I, I, yeah, I got to go with Till on this deal. I, I think... I don't don't think Moswell is big enough, but we'll see. He make there's a lot of scenarios that could happen here. He could make the weight and be totally de- depleted as well. I mean, there's a lot of things that could that could happen. So I guess I'm not surprised either way. But Moswell is underrated. I mean, he's a killer. He, he's um, you know, but he's a big 155er and he's a smaller 170 pounder. So that's it. That's all yeah, I, I got. Think we're gonna. Know- uh, 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 I mean, you, if anybody watched the uh, stare downs or stupid stare downs that they do that have no point. Um, you could see the difference in size between Maz Vidal and Darren Till. Yeah. I mean, Till towers over him. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll notice a big difference in size. Till's going to have the home crowd, so if it goes to decision, I'm not going to be... No. Um, I wouldn't be betting my last penny on Jorge <laughs> Maz Vidal, um, regardless of how the fight went down, because we saw that with Wonder Boy, where it was, to me, it was a, a very simple you know, uh, uh, decision win for, for, for Wonder Boy, and it right. went against Till, so... You know, if I'm if I'm Jorge, I'm I'm thinking I got to finish this guy. All right, man. I think we have done it. Um, before we get off here, where can we find you? You know, like uh, MMA. Go ahead. Who is Sorry. your daddy, and what does he do? Sorry, go ahead. No problem. Um, little hiatus from uh, the MMATorch.com, but uh, I'm back in full swing. Uh, most interesting podcast in the world is I've been on hi- hiatus this month from it, but I'm back hard this month uh, on iHeartRadio and Spreaker, Podglomerate. Um, I stopped all my content in, in anticipation for the move, so 
lot of cool interviews coming, um, a lot of good stories coming out. I've, I've dived headfirst right back into MMA, my writing, my podcasting. Wife's having a baby, so I had to kind of back up a little bit, make sure she was taken care of, and uh, she was getting the proper amount of attention. I'm sure all men out there will understand, but uh, love the sport. Couldn't help but uh, be back to talk about it as much as I possibly can. So MMATorch.com, at Irish MMA. 84 come at me no problem i'm the biggest twitter troll on the planet i'll get back to you hang on now hold my beer uh uh, man how you liking speaker by the way uh i have nothing has been posted quite yet yeah oh gotcha Um, gotcha gotcha on saturday on saturday is my first drop um i'll tell you not to get too nerdy but the interface the the user friendliness is very nice and i know the mma torch use a speaker for all of their podcasts yeah. and even on the PW well, and all their other websites. So they must be doing something right. Well, I'll tell you what, and the good thing with speaker is you can do multiple shows. You know, I'm not biased because they're a sponsor or anything, but for under $6 a month, you can, you can store up at a hundred hours of media. You get 45 minutes of live streaming per session. Um, go to YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, real easy to do. So uh, go to AaronSaysWhat.com, click on the podcast hosting, obviously. And I appreciate you giving them a try as well, David. And guess what? You can catch us on the flip side over at MMA Torch because we're about to get busy. Uh, That's all I got. And until next time, shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker.